Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for this week's Prep Basketball Confidential. An in-depth look at high school basketball across East Central Illinois. From the combined resources of the News Gazette, Champaign Multimedia Group, and Newstalk 1493.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. And now the host of Prep Basketball Confidential, Colin Likas. At the helm alongside Joey Wright. Thanks for everybody joining us today. I uh, know, Joey, that the show went really well last Monday with you and Matt Daniels in charge. Had some guests come in live in studio, and we've got a few more here who we're going to introduce shortly, but uh, it's good to be back on the air with you. Good to be back with you as well, Colin. I- I've got to ask how your vacation treated you. I think our yeah. listeners are excited to, to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they're very uh, very happy to know that I went from cold Illinois to even colder Colorado to go skiing. So, Although it was pretty cold here, I think. I was going to say, we were... was it colder over there? It was, it was, it was, it was freezing cold. here. It, was, it, got, yeah, it got below zero, actually, well, a couple days we were there, which almost never happens, really, despite how cold it is over there. But definitely a good time. Good time to get away, and I'm back ready to go, ready for the playoff push uh, girls playoffs starting here on Saturday and boys not far behind you know one girls team that's going to be one to look out for in the playoffs is Tuscola and one boys team that also is going to be one to watch out for is Tuscola two school two teams I should say with a combined record of I'm going to do this in my head real quick 50 and 4 I believe would be the record 29 and 0 plus 21 and 4 I think that's right hopefully I know you've got the four right <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Math was not my strong suit, but regardless, uh, we are joined now in studio. Glad to be joined now by three Tuscola boys basketball players, Josiah Horton, Jordan Quinn, and Colton Musgrave. Guys, thanks for making the trip up from Douglas County tonight to, to chat with us. And Josiah, since you're closest to me, I'll start off with you. Uh, 21 and four. It's another good season so far. Uh, maybe some folks didn't know what to expect with uh, with Jordan's older brother Jalen graduating, but it's pretty clear that you guys uh, have a lot of good going on with this program. And just how are you feeling about what you guys have accomplished so far? Um, yeah, we have a really young group, but um, we have a lot of potential now that we have um, the end of the season coming up. I think we're playing pretty good basketball, so um, that's great. And um, I feel like we have a really good team that um, we all connect very well. Like we're all just like really good teammates friends outside of basketball and just a good group yeah, absolutely what's it like right now just walking the halls around Tuscola with all the hype of basketball because you don't have a wrestling team there you don't have a swim team so it's mm-hmm. just basketball right now and like I just said 50 and 4 cumulative record the girls are going for their 30th win tonight it's got to be ridiculous right now yeah I mean it's great um the whole basketball program just being so great um you know you don't get it every year so it's really something special and everybody like enjoys it I'm guessing <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> Jordan, is there any competition between you and the girls' team right now? You know, friendly, <laughs> friendly rivalry because everyone's off to a pretty good start. Uh, I wouldn't say there's any competition. I mean, <laughs> we're both glad to have great seasons, and uh, obviously they're looking. They have a big game tonight, and they're looking to keep their undefeated season. But 
as they go into postseason, we'll uh, we'll support them and they'll support us as we go on ours too. Good answer. I like that. Absolutely, <laughs> Colton. For for you guys, just the, the the mentality that's been built at Tuscola, just hard nosed, gritty players, and for you guys, a lot of multi sport athletes as well. Just what has this? What has it been like? Just being an athlete in general, Tuscola, not just this school year, but but overall, just being part of this atmosphere and kind of building into and buying into everything that that it means to be a warrior. Uh, yeah, I mean, playing. I play two different sports. I can't talk about any other sport, but. I mean, just the foundation Tuscola has set up mm-hmm. for these athletes. I mean, playing baseball helps me in basketball, and playing basketball helped me in baseball with specific things. Um, so, I mean, people are our coaches really harp into like multi, like play as many as you can mm-hmm. while you're you, while you're there for four years because it helps you with any sport you want to play in. Well, you got two pretty established coaches in football and basketball, but you got a new baseball coach over there at Tuscola yeah. now, right? Yeah, we do. You guys looking forward to that uh, baseball season too? I know, obviously, you got big goals for basketball too, but uh, right. baseball season's right around the corner. Yeah, we're uh, we're a young team, a lot of new faces this year. We'll be playing on varsity, and I mean, it will be will be fun to watch. It'll be exciting for sure. Josiah, talking about Coach Bozarth, we've talked with him a couple times on mm-hmm. the show and on our podcast. What does he bring to the table? Uh, the Bozarth, that's a name people know in Tuscola. Tuscola <laughs> guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> Coach Boz, I mean, he's a great guy. You know, he makes everybody come to practice, and we all work hard. And I think he really um, makes everybody love the sport. I mean, he doesn't go too hard on everybody where everybody just is like doesn't like it and enjoy it, but he makes everything fun but hardworking and competitive. Jordan, looking just at what you guys have accomplished so far this season, you're coming out of the Central Illinois Conference Tournament. Uh, suffered a tough loss to St. Teresa in the, in the semifinal round, five points, 69-64. Obviously not the end of the world. What, what do you take away from a game like that that you hope helps you as the rest of the season goes on, not just for when you play St. Teresa again later this week, but just in general in the postseason? Yeah, the, uh, the tournament, it's always, it's always tough every year, regardless of if you're on the top, you're on the bottom teams always play in their best at the end of the year and that's exciting because we always want to play our best at the end of the year like everyone else and uh, seeing that that really boosts us and gives us hope because we know how good we can play but we also know what we need to work on our strengths and our weaknesses so uh, we know we got to work on this week and hopefully get back for the regular season conference uh, title yeah Colton uh, looking at the conference as a whole I mean you guys suffered a loss to Shelbyville early in the season as well Clinton is looking good this year you guys are looking good St. Teresa's obviously looking good how much do you guys think playing in the CIC the way it looks right now uh, helps you come postseason time when you get in the class 1a playoffs and got to battle tough teams from outside the conference yeah I think every year the CIC is one of the best basketball conferences I mean every road game you play feels like one of those playoff games where you have to go on the road and you know gut one out with just your team um I mean playing playing in the CIC I mean it's just good comp and like mm-hmm. playing in the tournament too like if you you could play a team once in the regular season like we did Shelbyville lose by what 19 turn on the tournament beat them by mm-hmm. like it just every night you just never know what you're going to get with these teams well, absolutely you guys have played. Uh, you obviously won the the holiday hoopla mm-hmm. in late December, and then two and one uh, at the the Central Illinois tournament. Josiah, how does tournament play? How do you approach that as a player? You know, because obviously uh, it's just one and done. You know, when you get into the the regional round and, and moving forward, you know, one loss will undo your season. But you know, it's, is that something you use? Um, you use these tournaments as, as maybe practice, I think, is the question there for, for when you get to the postseason. Yeah, um, I think tournaments are really fun as well because you're always coming into it, obviously having a chance to win something before the postseason. Um, you get a great chance at winning a Monticello Hoopla championship, 
going maybe all tournament team, um, et cetera, playing better teams that you won't face in your regular season schedule. So it's um, fun to play in those tournaments. Well, guys, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit and uh, obviously not going to get you in trouble with Coach Bozarth or anything. But like Joey said, we talked to him a lot. And he's got kind of an open-door policy when we when we come over to the school. I know he likes to have you guys in there. Um, what, are, what What's some of the, the most interesting things we need to know about Coach Bozarth and just uh, what the kind of guy he is and, and the coach that he is? What are some, some interesting quirks of Coach Bozarth that he brings to the table? Um, what is that? Oh, interesting quirks. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Um, he's super bold. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is that is true. That is true. I would just say Coach thinks that he's giving anyone on our team buckets yeah. when in reality he's, he's not giving anyone anything. You know? <laughs> he can stick to coaching, but, you know. He's a decent player, maybe not compared to me. I guess all I gotta say. Yeah. Does the uh, does the coaching staff kind of battle against the players on the court sometimes? Is well, I mean, yeah, I guess our freshman coach, uh, Coach Reedy. Oh, Colton's yeah, got Reedy. It. Reedy talks the most. Um, he's not getting buckets on nobody. <laughs> <laughs> he's shorter than most of the players. Oh boy, but he runs his mouth the most. <laughs> this coaching staff, though, I mean, obviously they do some do some things on the sideline to help you guys get ready to play and things like that just how much has that helped with the culture as well like i see you guys out with the the yellow and black striped pants and i mean just uh, the coaching staff's got their yellow and blue yellow and black shoes and things like that it just seems like you they they make you guys really proud to go out there and represent the the brand right for sure yeah yeah i would say like our coaching staff it's more than just coaches and players Mm -hmm. and that obviously helps in any program but you know like the bond that we have obviously small town you everyone knows each other and we do events like obviously outside of basketball like dinners and it brings us closer and you know having that closer connection with your coach makes you you can trust them and trust the players in the court whenever you need them well i know you guys were all around for last season in the postseason when that crazy game with meridian uh that knocked you guys out ultimately everybody was just hitting 30 60 80 foot shots all over the place I mean, how motivated does a moment like that and the fact that you guys have had so much success this season how much does that motivate you guys to just do something big in these playoffs i mean what what Tell me what this team is capable of come postseason time. Um, I would say um, we know that we can get back to that exact same position as we mm-hmm. did last year. Um, obviously, us three all being starters on that team last year, we all have great experience with the postseason. <laughs> and um, losing on a tough shot like that is tough, but I guess we're all um, hungrier to come back and try to actually win a sectional this year. Oh, absolutely. You cover it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I just say, I say take away from that game. We learned a lot from that game, and I don't think any of us – want to go through what we Mm. went through and so now we know what it takes to overcome that Mm. and not give them the chance to do that (laughs) oh absolutely and before we take you guys off the air jordan i'll just ask since you're closest with jalen i would imagine how's things going with him up in loyola right now yeah i assume or i i feel like he really enjoying it i guess from the impression i'm getting he uh he always texts me he's always watching our games he's always Mm. giving me feedback and everything we could do but as a standpoint of him you know he's getting his opportunity he's been starting these last few games Mm -hmm. and you know they're starting to do better as the season go along. And they're they're finding their groove, so I'm happy for them. Yeah, absolutely. Has he has he sent you one of those scarfs that they wear? I know that's <laughs> no, like a the big sister thing. jeans scarf. Yeah, yeah. No, he has not. <laughs> I might have, I might have a couple shirts and merchandise for the team. But not no scarf. Not <laughs> scarf. Next next on the list is the scarf. Yeah, that's what I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Josiah Horton, Jordan Quinn, and Colton Musgrave. Thank you guys for joining us from Tuscola Boys Basketball. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you guys in postseason, and you can catch them. Uh, they don't have a 
a home game coming up here for a little bit, but they'll be at home against Nioga on February 14th. That's the next time you can catch them in Tuscola. Let's go ahead and take our first break here on the Prep Basketball Confidential Show. And when we come back, we'll dive into some girls basketball. We're going to hear from coaches at Arcola and St. Thomas More coming up next. Six thirteen here in Champaign. You're listening to the Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show with Colin Likas and Joey Wright. Thanks again to the three Tuscola boys basketball players, Josiah Horton, Jordan Quinn, and Colton Musgrave, who just came in and chatted with us a little bit. Colton, as he was walking out of the room, said, "Coach Bozart's going to be making them run after the little bit of a <laughs> little bit of grief they were giving the coaching staff." But they should make Joey and I run because we were really trying to egg them on a little bit. It's more so me than anything. So I'll, I'll do the laps. I could use them honestly. Super, super bald. Super bald. <laughs> Not just bald. Super no. bald. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, the the dynamic over there. If I can get the word out of my mouth, the dynamic over there. Uh, I know it's kind of this way with uh, girls coach Tim Colbecker as well. It's a lot of give and take. Uh, the kids and the coaches don't mind, you know, giving each other a little grief. It's a very family fun vibe that they have and it's leading to wins i mean you can't argue with 50 and 4 is a cumulative record and if the tuscola girls can beat a really good effingham st anthony team tonight then they'll be at 30 wins for the season so a lot of fun over in tuscola right now yeah they know how to have fun they like to have fun but i think importantly uh, coach bozarth and coach colbecker they know when to get everyone on the same page and you know be serious when they have to mm-hmm. as well they've got that good balance both teams do that you need to Maybe make a deep run in, in February and March. And uh, it's, a, it's a serious time of year. We're getting close to winter-go-home territory. Two teams that will have a bye in the first round of the playoffs are Arcola and St. Thomas More on the girls' side. Uh, both in Class 1A, each has received a bye into the regional semifinal round, and each is going to be hosting a regional as well coming up here. So I caught up earlier today with Arcola coach Corey Roberts as well as St. Thomas More coach Aaron Kornstrom. Let's hear from Arcola's Corey Roberts first about how his Purple Riders are looking of late. Glad to be joined now on the Prep Basketball Confidential Show by Corey Roberts, coach of the Arcola girls basketball team. Purple Riders have a 19-6 and record going into tonight's home game against Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond in Lincoln Prairie Conference play. Corey, thanks so much for being part of the show this evening. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And 19-6, uh, and six, like I said, this this record is so close to being even better. Only two of the losses are by double digits, four losses by just a few points. Overall, how are you feeling about the direction of this team going into the postseason right now? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you know, a few of our losses were close losses. And actually a couple of them we've played them again and beat them. So they're, they're getting better, playing really hard. But just very, very proud of them. Can't wait to go in postseason. And you're closing with a pretty difficult one-two punch of a regular season, the rematch with Arthur that you had in the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament. You guys beat him 56-51 to in overtime, a thrilling game there. And then uh, no rest because on Thursday you guys are going to host a, a really good Neoga team that has a one seed in the Class 1A postseason. Uh, just how important is it to have those two games going into the postseason, you know, regardless of the outcome, just to get those two challenges under your guys' belt? No, absolutely, and you're and you're right. You know, it kind of worked out perfect. We get two challenging games for the end end of the year. Kind of gets ready for postseason. Um, like I said, the uh, the Arthur game was that was actually a double overtime game. It it really has helped us, you know, prepare us for you know the end of games and and how to finish and how to close out. We hit some free throws late that we didn't hit earlier in the year that we ended up losing games by. And then, like you said with Neoga, I think they're like 26 and three. Third in state last year brought a lot back. It'd be a good challenge for us, good test. Um, I can't wait to watch our girls compete. And you guys just, it seems like this team has just been 
capable of rattling off big win streaks just to the, the drop of a hat. You guys are on one right now with four games in a row, had a few other four or five game win streaks earlier in the season. Just how have the girls kind of responded to this, this level of success and just how have you seen their expectations maybe adjust as they have proven to themselves how good they are capable of being? Last year was a big year for us. I think we were 18 and 14. We lost two seniors, but we brought back quite a bit. Um, and the, the expectation beginning of the year, we, we did, you know, individual goals, team goals, and all, all of their expectations were to win conference, win a regional. Um, so I think they kind of knew that, that we were going to be good. Um, and they just kind of set the expectation themselves. And as a coach, that's nice. I you know, I don't have to go in there and set the expectation for them. They kind of set it for themselves. And each game, they just keep getting better and better. Practices are getting, you know, getting better and better. And like I said, just proud of the kids. They, they, they work hard. Um, they're coachable. Um, and when things aren't good, we, we go to them and we try to fix them. And they're, and they're very good about saying, Hey, we got to work on this coach or, you know, we're not confident in this spot. We got to get this better. Like I said, so just being a very coachable group, it's been fun. Talking with Arcola girls basketball coach Corey Roberts and speaking a little more about some of those specific girls, you know, you have quite a few seniors on this team, but uh, when you look at the lot, a lot of the box scores from this season, it's quite a few underclassmen who are kind of leading the way, at least in the scoring column. Uh, girls like sophomore Casey Sisk and junior J.C. Kessler have had really good seasons, for example. Uh, how have you seen this, this mix of, you know, a pretty sizable senior class uh, with those underclassmen who are key contributors, how have you seen that group come together as the season has gone on? Yeah, no, you're you're right. Um, six seniors we've got. We start two of them, um, and then our next two girls off the bench are seniors. Uh, but as far as the underclassmen, Casey didn't get to play a whole lot last year, so I I, I knew she. I had expectations for her, but she's absolutely blown them out of the water. Uh, J.C. Kessler, she was a sophomore last year for us. She was a honorable mention all-conference. Kind of knew what to expect out of her, but she's, she's you know, added some different things to her game that have really helped us. And as far as seniors, Eva Hopkins, uh, Mackenzie Thomas, you said the scoring coming from the, the younger kids. The, those two girls do a lot of the things that a lot of people don't. They play defense. They rebound the basketball. Eva Hopkins, I think, her assist to turnover ratio is like three and a half to one. So they, they do a lot of things for us. And these girls, they kind of play together in junior high. Um, so having Casey and JC in the mix of them isn't anything new. Um, and, and when they were younger, they played, like I said, last year, JC and Casey played with them. So it's kind of, they've all kind of been together. It's just kind of, it's flowing really well right now. And you never know come postseason time how deep you might have to roll the bench for a variety of reasons. Who, who are some other girls who you feel might need to step up, you know, come playoff time, try and help this team to a big win or two? Yeah, absolutely. Um, off the bench, we've got Rayleigh Vega. Uh, she's a senior guard. She probably gets starter minutes off for us right now. Uh, she's really come along with the second half of the season, um, knocking down a lot of jump shots. She's shooting very high percentage from the field right now. Um, and then we also got another guard in Crystal Ramirez, a sophomore. Um, she gets some minutes for us. Uh, she's really good on defense, um, so she can definitely help us lock down somebody. And we're going to run into some good scores, uh, and we'll need her to help us. So uh, we're about seven deep. Uh, we can go eight. We've, we've got Vanessa Kondarko. She's a senior as well. Um, she comes in for Casey and McKenzie, uh, helps them get minutes there when they're in foul trouble or give them a break. So really all those girls have stepped up all year long um, and, and really helped us, and I don't see anything different going forward into the postseason. Well, looking ahead at that postseason, uh, we mentioned how you guys are ending the regular season. After that, in the Class 1A playoffs, you guys have earned a three seed, and you're also going to be hosting a regional, so you get a bye into that semifinal round going to face either six-seeded Central A&M or 11-seeded Heritage, uh, the latter being a Lincoln Prairie Conference opponent. Uh, one, getting a bye into the semifinal round, and two, getting to host a regional. How important are those two things for this group of girls? Oh, I think they're huge. 
Um, I, I know, you know as a player, when I played, when you play at home, you're obviously more comfortable. Um, you shoot the ball better. I just went to our AD last year, and I said, hey, let's get us a, a regional at home. And uh, he did. He put it out for it, and we got it. Um, I know the girls are really excited to have it at home. Just look at bigger crowds, uh, more comfortability. Uh, it definitely, I feel like it definitely is an advantage to to the home team. And your girls got to experience a little bit of what big crowds look like on Sunday when they went over to State Farm Center for Illinois women's basketball's latest game against Minnesota. The Illini picking up another win in their really revelation-filled season. This team has just come so far so quickly. And your team, along with so many others, I've just heard about going to at least one game, if not more, as the season has gone on. Just uh, how exciting has it been to to get to see that up close? And, And why do you think it's important to get those girls out seeing, you know, the progress that that team is making? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that we went yesterday. I saw at least six or seven different teams. I think I saw Newton was there, uh, Centralia, Nokomis. Um, I, I just think Shauna Green's done an un- unbelievable job in her first year, and she, she's made it exciting for people who want to come to the games. Uh, the, the way that they play and the energy they have um, makes it exciting. I know that our kids, they got to meet Kendall Bostick a couple weeks ago at Academy High basketball game. Um, and that kind of that kind of got the – got it going for our girls you know being interested in the program and and looking into it and uh yeah yesterday was it got pretty loud and you could see the girls smiling a few times like kind of soaking it in and being in a big environment like that so it's it's really nice and i know i'm definitely excited about where her program's going and and continuing to you know get our girls to want to go up to games and and be a part of it Corey Roberts, coach of the Arcola girls basketball team. They're going to be hosting Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond tonight in the Lincoln Prairie Conference game. Corey, thanks again for making some time for us, and good luck here in the rest of the regular season going into the postseason. No problem. Thanks, Colin, for covering us. We appreciate it very much. Arcola girls, a three seed in the Class 1A playoffs. Going to have a tough road to get through a regional as second-seeded Tri-County, a team that's a Lincoln Prairie Conference opponent, is probably going to be in the way in a regional championship game. But uh, definitely a team to watch out for is Arcola. Another team to watch out for is St. Thomas Moore. They have a one seed in the upcoming Class 1A postseason, and Aaron Kornstrom talked with me a little bit about what that means to the Sabres and more. Glad to be joined now on our Prep Basketball Confidential show by Aaron Kornstrom, coach of the St. Thomas Moore girls basketball team that currently holds a 21-5 and record going into tonight's Illini Prairie Conference game against Pontiac. going to be held in Champaign starting the last week of the regular season for the Sabres. Aaron, thanks so much for being part of the show this evening. Thank you so much, Colin. Glad to be here. We've talked to you back in November. Obviously, it was very early in the season at that point. Now we are just a few days away from the start of the postseason for you guys, and you've drawn a, a number one seed. You get a bye into the semifinal round. Um, and with 21 wins, I know you guys have big expectations coming into this season, but how are you feeling about the way things are going as we get ready for the postseason? I'm feeling great. Uh, the last couple of weeks, especially last week, the girls are really starting to play well together. Uh, I think they all have a similar goal in mind and are really, um, I, I don't know, I guess buying into what their role is on the team. And I'm just excited to see see what they can do and just to make sure that it's it's fun throughout the rest of the season. 
Now, you guys played a, a challenging non-conference schedule to kind of supplement what we all know is a challenging Illini Prairie Conference schedule. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll get into the the couple of losses that you guys have suffered in in the year 2023 because there's only been two of them. But just that that challenging early schedule to run into the challenging conference schedule that's going to run into the challenges of the postseason as well. <laughs> How well prepared do you feel like these girls are for just anything that comes their way right now? So I think they're pretty well prepared. We've had some games that we went into and and thought that we had a good chance of winning. Um, and for instance, St. Joe, their um, record wasn't the same as it's been in, in previous years. They lost a big senior class last year. And so we went in um, thinking like, oh, you know, this might be our year to beat St. Joe. And then that was our biggest loss so far of the season. And then we've had other teams that we weren't sure that we could compete with that we we hung with. So I think that the girls really believe that every game is within their grasp. And it just is a matter of what team they decide to be on that day or how they're shooting as opposed to what they're capable of. Yeah, you mentioned that St. Joe game, the 58-41 loss on January 16th. Uh, right before that was a 57-52 loss to Bloomington Central Catholic. And those yeah. are the two games as I mentioned before, the the only two that you guys have lost in calendar year 2023. And obviously as a coach and as players, nobody wants to lose. But just getting some, some losses like that, what, what kind of feedback do you get from games like that, that that could help prepare this group of girls for the postseason? Well, one of the nice things is I, it is possible. Don't get me wrong. I It is possible to have a year of being undefeated. It's really difficult, though, right? And so I think with the losses, you bond together in a different way because you get torn down, right? So you, you have to relook at what you're doing and rethink what you're doing. And sometimes emotions get raw and negative, but usually that brings you back even stronger. And I think that's what we've experienced. We've gone through some some tough times, especially after that BCC game, and because we were ahead and with three minutes and we made some poor decisions and turned the ball over and then lost by, we were ahead by five and we ended up losing by five. And for them to see something in their grasp and for it to crumble, you know, we really grew from that. So I, I think the losses for us as a team have been very important. Talking with St. Thomas More Girls basketball coach Aaron Kornstrom and looking at some of the girls who are making this happen right now. It's a solid senior class along with your junior daughter who are kind of at the forefront, but also some younger girls as well chipping in. Well, let's look at the, those seniors first, you know, especially girls like David Dickerson and Emma Devacell and Maddie Swisher, Deanna Krupsch as well. Just that senior class, how much are they kind of relishing, you know, these these waning moments of the, their high school basketball careers, regardless of whether or not they have spring sports to look forward to uh, in the coming months? That's funny. They, when I said, I can remember when we only had four games left, I said, hey, we only have four games left in the regular season. And they all right away said, nope, we are not talking about that. We will not talk about that. Um, so I think that they are not ready for basketball to be over, not ready for that, I guess, that point in their senior year to be over. Um, but all four of them are starters, and they have grown this year. And some of them have switched roles, and they have really bonded together. Even though they, you know, they may not be, you know, best of friends off the court, on the court they have each other's backs and genuinely want each other to, to win and to, to do their best. Uh, so I think that I think that's great, and and Rory has the benefit or the curse of being my daughter, so she will actually do whatever she can for a win, 
Um, so she'll do anything, whether it's, you know, supporting a teammate, calling them up when they're struggling or getting 500 shots in the gym when she's, when she's struggling. So I think we've got a good, a good core. I have, um, Grace Demoke, who's a junior who's coming in off the bench and doing a phenomenal job. She's grown so much in her skills and her leadership. And then Ashley Wells, a sophomore who played for us quite a bit last year and is again this year. Sadly, Audrey Gooding, who um, has been a, a very uh, important player for us this year, has a stress fracture, so she will not be joining us for the rest of the season. I imagine that's something where, where Audrey's presence or lack thereof in games, but presence on the bench is something that these girls can be fired up about come postseason time because not only is she a valued team member just in general, but she was contributing pretty heavily to what you guys were doing throughout the regular season. Oh, I mean, anyone who sees Audrey play just knows. I mean, she's a player. She, from every aspect, right, she passes well. She listens well. She wants to do anything for the win, but she keeps her composure. And she puts up a decent amount of offense in whatever way is needed, whether that's threes, whether that's driving to the basket or hitting free throws. So there is no doubt that we are missing her presence on the court. But she is at every practice, every game, very much a part of who we are in our team. And actually, her sister Eden is our um, junior manager on the bench with us every game and also uh, a big part of, of who we are as a team. Well, one thing I noticed about this team last year when you guys made a run as a bit of a, a lower seed all the way to a sectional final was that you guys used size to your advantage, especially down low with girls like Rory and Maddie. But really, looking up and down this roster, I mean, it's a roster that, that has pretty good height, especially at the Class 1A level. Uh, how much do you think that might be able to help sway maybe the results of some games, just knowing you have a little bit of size where some other teams are maybe having to rely on some, some girls who are more undersized? Yeah, I do think that that's one thing that we've improved on this year is that um, Rory's always been a guard, and I had Maddie Swisher because of her height in the post. And um, it wasn't actually until our loss against Ridgeview in the sectional championship where I moved Rory down to have her post up to, because they were guarding her so closely. They were face guarding her, and she couldn't get any offense going. And when I moved her in the post, she was finally able to, to get some offense going. And I realized, huh, I did this wrong. So um, I do think that I think that's going to be a pretty big advantage um, because even where we miss out a little bit in height, we have some players, if you look at our roster, because Ava isn't super tall, Emma's not super tall, but they're really athletic and quick. And so with the the height that we do have and with we have a nice combination of people who can um, body down low and then people who can jump and then people who are quick. Um, So I do think that we, so far what I've seen in 1A, we are very well matched to run with anyone. And, I mean, i got to be honest, I'm, I'm really hoping that we can see Tuscola again. You guys uh, played a close one with them, 50-39 to 39 on December 5th, and maybe some people think double digits isn't close, but considering Tuscola undefeated and has been blowing out a lot of opponents, keeping them that close, definitely an impressive thing. And uh, you guys close out the regular season with Pontiac tonight, as I said. you got Tri-Valley on Wednesday as well. Um, you'll face either Uni High or Blue Ridge in, in, in the Class 1A regional semifinal round. You guys get the host as a number one seed. I mean, how excited are these girls? Again, I know you told me at the beginning of the season they have hopes of making it to Redbird Arena, but how excited are they just to be able to, one, host a regional and, and two, hold a number one seed in the playoffs? 
it's funny that you say that because when I announced that we were the number one seed, I was expecting them to be happy, and it was just game face. Um, so whether it's a combination of thinking, mm, we've got a bigger target on our back, or just expected, they're handling all of that in stride. Hosting a regional does mean a lot. Um, we have developed last year towards the end of our season when people saw what we could do, we developed a little bit of a following, people who don't you know, necessarily even have kids in sports who are coming to our games just because they like the way we play. And we're hoping that we can pull some of those people out and then get them hooked in. And hopefully, you know, they can follow us on a path to Redbird. Aaron Farnstrom, coach of the St. Thomas Moore girls basketball team, going to be hosting Pontiac tonight, Tri-Valley on Wednesday as well before the playoffs begin in Class 1A. Aaron, thanks again for being part of the show, and uh, good luck to you and the girls here moving forward. Looking looking forward to catching you guys in the playoff game. Yeah, that sounds great. I, we look forward to seeing you as well, Colin. I appreciate your time. Thanks to Aaron Kornstrom of the St. Thomas More Girls Basketball Program and to Corey Roberts of the Arcola Girls Basketball Program, getting our girls basketball fix here a little bit. And I don't know about you, Joey, but it seems pretty cool to me that uh, Arcola and a lot of other local programs have been showing up at the Illinois women's basketball games and, and watching Shauna Green's team play so well. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's great what the women's basketball program has been able to do this year because it's uh, it's generated a lot of buzz you know, within the, uh, the girls basketball programs across the area. You know, you see, uh, and I've seen, I think, because I'm, I'm pretty well embedded, uh, you know, the Peoria area scene, I want to say that uh, Dunlap made a trip over a few weeks ago. I want to say. Uh, some team from over there made a trip, and that's about a 90-minute haul, you know, to take in a basketball game. So it seems to be inspiring a lot of buzz all over the state, and uh, and, and you hope it, you know, continues. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and take a break here on the Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. When we come back, we're going to break down each of our latest top 10 rankings, both girls and boys basketball. So stay tuned for that as well as a little later on in an interview with Muhammad Seymour boys basketball coach Ryan Bosch. Welcome back to the Prep Basketball Confidential Show with Colin Likas and Joey Wright. It is 6.37 here in Champaign. For those of you who may be driving along or just not looking at social media, a little bit of breaking news that pertains to basketball, though not high school basketball. Illinois men have their game against Minnesota that was canceled for tomorrow, rescheduled Monday, February 20th at 8 p.m., which means Illinois is going to have an extremely difficult stretch coming up in which they play at Indiana on Saturday the 18th and then host Minnesota on the 20th and host Northwestern on the 23rd. But also just another opportunity to get out there and watch the team at State Farm Center. Uh, so at least you didn't lose that completely. I'm impressed how quickly they, re- you know, this story broke uh, this afternoon that the game was postponed and already they've got a, a replacement date. I'm a little mm-hmm. impressed with how quickly they were able to move on that. Yeah, the uh, the Big Ten uh, don't mess with them. They know how to get things done apparently, <laughs> although I'm sure there's some people who probably laugh when I say that and will point to something in the past. But you know what? They got they got it done this time. So there, there you go. They got, they got this one knocked out without much issue. And just like we are going to knock out our latest top ten rankings here, starting with the girls basketball side of things this week. As always, you can read in the print edition of the News Gazette a little later this week, our latest rankings as well, because there are going to be some games coming up that could lead to some changes. So on the girls' side, we start at number 10. It's the Watsika Warriors. They are 20-6. and six. Hit a little bit of a lull lately. They have lost four of their last six games overall. Going to try to get back on track tonight, though it's not going to be easy. They are at Cisna Park in what should be a really good game. 
Our number nine team this week still in the Vermilion Valley Conference. It's the Armstrong Potomac Trojans. AP is 19-9. and They are going to be hosting Westville tonight. Our number eight team is the Arcola Purple Riders. You heard from their coach, Corey Roberts, earlier. Big game for them tonight. They're hosting a quality Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond team. Our number seven team is the Cisna Park Timberwolves, who we just mentioned playing Watsika tonight at home. Cisna Park is 24-5 and and currently on a five-game win streak. Our number six team is the Salt Fork Storm. Salt Fork is sitting at 17-7 and on the season, winners of its last eight games in a row, visiting Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin tonight. Our number five team, St. Thomas Moore Sabres. Heard from their coach earlier as well, Aaron Kornstrom. Sabres are 21-5 and on a seven-game win streak and hosting Pontiac tonight. Our number four team this week is the Prairie Central Hawks, another Illini Prairie team along with SDM. Prairie Central 18-7 coming off an overtime win over Bloomington Central Catholic. Prairie Central's in a bit of a lull as far as games go. They, they last played on January 30th against BCC and don't play again until February 9th in a few wow. days against El Paso Gridley. It is a wow. <laughs> Our number three team this week is the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Muhammad Seymour in the midst of a pretty important game tonight against Normal U High at home. Bulldogs are 21-8 on the season. Our number two team this week is the Tri-County Titans. Tri-County, if I could scroll to their record properly, is 21-6 on the season. Eight-game win streak for the Titans, putting that on the line tonight at Blue Ridge. And our number one team, as has been the case throughout most of the season, is the Tuscola Warriors. Tuscola is 29-0 on the season. Big game for them tonight at Effingham St. Anthony. That's a non-conference game against a team with 23 wins on the season. So that's a big one. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's just jump right into our boys' top 10 right now. Uh, our boys' top 10 is led off at number 10 with the Monticello Sages. Monticello 14-10 coming off a loss to Petersburg Porta. Sages will try to get back on track tomorrow night against a quality Pontiac team in the Illini Prairie play. Our number nine team this week is the St. Thomas Moore Sabres. St. Thomas Moore jumping into the rankings out of the Illini Prairie Conference as well. 17-10 on the season. They are visiting Paxton Buckley Loda tomorrow night. Our number eight team this week, it's the Clinton Maroons. Clinton is currently sitting at 20-6 and six on the season, though they're coming off a pretty lopsided loss to St. Teresa in the Central Illinois Conference Tournament. They are hosting Edinburgh tonight in a non-conference game. Our number seven team this week, it's a red-hot Milford Bearcats. Milford is 19-8 and eight on the season. Picked up a big win over Bismarck heading Rossville Alvin in their most recent game. Going to be hosting Donovan tonight, another top 10 team that is playing tonight on the boys' side. Our number six team, it's the Iroquois West Raiders. They are 19-5 on the season. Picked up a good win over Oakwood in their most recent outing and going to be hosting Milford tomorrow night, so that's a big matchup. Our number five team this week, it's the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils, keeping with that VVC theme. BHRA 21-6 on the season. They are at Georgetown Ridge Farm tomorrow night. Our number four team this week, it's yet another team from the Vermilion Valley Conference. We loaded it up this week. It's the Salt Fork Storm. Salt Fork 23-2 in the midst of a four-game win streak and hosting rival Oakwood tomorrow night. Our number three team this week, we had some of their athletes in studio earlier tonight. It's the Tuscola Warriors. They are 21-4 on the season after placing third in the Central Illinois Conference Tournament. They are going to be at Macon tomorrow night to take on Meridian in Central Illinois Conference play. And our number two and one teams are out of the Illini Prairie Conference, starting with number two, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans, 21-4 and four on a seven-game win streak and visiting Rantoul tomorrow night. 
and our number one team, the Prairie Central Hawks, sticking around the number one spot. They are 24-2 and in the midst of a six-game win streak. They'll try to extend to seven tomorrow night against a quality Bloomington Central Catholic team and Illinois target Cole Serta. Joey, any thoughts on that rapid-fire top ten from either the girls or the boys' side? Yeah, that's 20 teams coming at you, you know, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Um, just a couple thoughts. You know, you look at Muhammad Seymour at number mm-hmm. three on the girls' side of things. Uh, they just have two games left this season versus U-High and versus Lincoln, so they are at home twice. But the storyline in the Apollo Conference this season has been Chloe Froby at Lincoln mm-hmm. and all that she's done. So keep an eye on that one February 9th, see if the Bulldogs can knock off the still – undefeated rail splitters that'll be one to watch and looking at the boys side of things i covered st thomas moore on friday night mm-hmm. they hosted and beat rantoul pretty comfortably that sabers team that's a sneaky number nine team they've got yep. a lot of different uh, weapons peace boomba has been great lately you've also got wilson kirby on that roster andrew tay looked good as well and then uh, and uh, Ryan Hendrickson, too, got up and, and slammed down a dunk or two. I can't remember. I know he had <laughs> at least one. So St. Thomas Moore could be a sneaky team in the postseason, as could Monticello. You know, uh, state runner-ups a year ago in the class, uh, in, in, in the 2A class, I should say. <laughs> they don't have a lot of star power from that team back, but Drew Shepard's done a nice job. Will Ross as well. Kind of a cohesive roster. They play good defense. They won't enter the postseason as the favorites. Kind of an underdog Monticello uh, angle this year, but the Sages could surprise somewhat if you if you let them off the hook. Ryan Hendrickson, you mentioned from the STM boys team, committed to run track and field at Creighton. If you remember, he is an individual who is primarily focused on baseball and basketball, but then decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and run the 800 meters in the boys track and field postseason after not running it at all in the regular season last year <laughs> and he qualified for state and then he got a state medal in it so that's the sort of athlete ryan hendrickson is comes from a, a good athletic family as well well let's go ahead and take our final break here on the prep basketball confidential show and when we come back we're going to hear from a coach whose team hopes to jump up a little bit before the postseason starts that being the muhammad seymour bulldogs and coach ryan bosch Six forty-seven. Welcome back to the Prep Basketball Confidential Show with Colin Likas and Joey Wright. Thanks to everybody who joined us tonight. We are on to our last segment of the evening. We've already heard from a trio of Tuscola boys basketball players, Josiah Horton, Jordan Quinn, and Colton Musgrave, as well as girls basketball coaches from Arcola and St. Thomas More, that being Corey Roberts and Aaron Kornstrom, respectively. Now we're glad to be joined from Muhammad Seymour by boys basketball coach Ryan Bosch whose team is 10-14 and 14 on the season, going to be visiting Urbana tomorrow night for a non-conference game. Ryan, thanks so much for being part of the show this evening. Thanks for having me, Colin. Absolutely. And I know it's been an interesting season for you guys. You uh, didn't return quite all of the pieces that you guys had from last season, and uh, you play a challenging schedule, as you usually do, getting into difficult tournaments. The Apollo Conference is never a forgiving conference, but uh, it seems like, you know, through all the ups and downs, you're finding some positive momentum here and uh, maybe some some good vibes going into the postseason. How, How are you feeling about the way things look at this point? Yeah, I think that we're probably about as positive as we've been all season as far as where our guys are at and how they're playing. They got to see the ball go through the basket a lot this last week. Um, you know, I think our offense is in a good place, and obviously we've 
uh, you know, been developing on the defensive side of the ball. So, uh, like you said, the, the schedule is never uh, an easy task for us each year, but there's a reason why we do that. It's to get us playing our best basketball here as we head towards uh, the end of February and, and preparing ourselves for the postseason. Last two games, you know, you look uh, an eight-point win at Charleston and then uh, a pretty comfortable win at home against Effingham. You know, you kind of keyed in on some aspects of, uh, of what's going right right now, but what would you say have been some keys those last two games out, both in Apollo Conference play? Well, you know, I'd say there's a couple of things going on there. One, we've had a lot of guys out since Christmas with injury and sickness and just getting all of our pieces back and healthy and, um, you know, kind of getting into a rhythm uh, has gone a long ways um, at, at helping our guys gel and get a feel for, you know, where everybody fits in. You know, I think when we come out of a, a long and grueling and sort of emotional football season, like so many of our guys did, it, it takes a while for us to, to get ourselves kind of back into basketball mode. And, um you know, we've had to grind through uh, a, a tough schedule, and, and it's just it's been fun to watch them start to figure it out and, you know, see the light bulb go off, and they're really starting to play well and become a fun group to watch. Ryan, kind of looking a little closer at your schedule, I don't think I really realized until now how little you guys have been at home throughout this season. There, there have been a lot of road games, whether it's been in tournaments, you know, the Lincoln Thanksgiving tournament to start off, the State Farm Holiday Classic in the Bloomington Normal area. And then, you know, in the month of January, you guys were on the road a whole heck of a lot uh, besides a very yeah. little stretch in early January. How have these guys responded to just so much time away from Muhammad. I know it's not like you're taking a plane ride and hotel and things like that, but still just sure. so much time away from the home crowd and just having to get out on the road night in and night out. How have these guys responded to that? Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. It, it, it takes its toll on you. You know, you said it, it's like, we're not going to complain or make excuses, but just the, the sort of physical and mental toll of getting on the bus uh, and, and going on the road so much, it is hard, you know, and, and it really makes our kids have to focus on their time management and the academic side. Um, and then, you know, sort of that mentality when you go on the road of how to handle those environments. And hopefully that's going to pay off for us here as we head into the postseason, uh, that we've been road tested and, um, you know, we know what it's like to walk into a hostile environment, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's nothing to, uh, we certainly don't make it easy on our boys. I'll give them that. <laughs> <laughs> Talking with Mohamed Seymour, boys basketball coach Ryan Bosch. And Ryan, looking at the stretch leading into the postseason, you guys really only have one more home game left, that being against Taylorville, following a road game at Urbana tomorrow. Urbana and Taylorville maybe a little down this season from where they've been in years past, but you guys will go to Danville on February 11th and play a really good Richwoods team, and then you'll travel to Lincoln on February 16th. Uh, Lincoln, always a great program. This four-game stretch to in the regular season, what are you looking for from your team? And, and what are obviously the goal is always to win, right? But maybe what are some things you want to see from yeah. them out on the floor as the, you know, the postseason draws near? Sure. Like, our biggest thing, and, and it's been this way the whole season, is we just want to be consistent, you know, uh, and be about the process, not worry about the scoreboard. Um, but are we doing it the right way? 
and and try to find consistency for four quarters. And that's really been our bugaboo when we've when we've had hiccups. Is you know we can we can go through stretches where we can play with anybody in the state, but but stretching out 32 minutes um, has, has been something that we've had to to really work at. And so you know as we come down the stretch here, um, I would say you know you've got some contrasting teams and some contrasting styles. Obviously, when you go from Peoria Richwoods, who's having a, a tremendous season for them, uh, and then you're going to turn around and play uh, a, a really great Lincoln team. Those are both great teams, but they're going to play very different styles of basketball. And so just getting a, a, a chance to face off against sort of stylistically uh, a variety of, uh, of different looks is, is going to test our kids, and, and we've got to get them prepped for, for each of these games individually, but you know, we just want to control what we can control and, and do things the, the bulldog way. And that's kind of where we're at right now is, um, you know, just worrying about being the best version of ourselves. Let's talk about some of these guys who have made the Muhammad Seymour engine tick this season. Uh, I think when a lot of people think about Muhammad Seymour Athletics right now and they hear the name Wyatt Bomb, they think of him bombing the ball down the field, no pun intended, in football. But uh, he, he had a pretty big double. He was on triple-double watch, really, against Effingham the other night with 10 points, 17 boards, and 5 assists. Jake Waldinger, another good football player who's making an impact in basketball. Guys like Dayton Eisenman, Finn Randolph, Adam Dyer, Trey Peters. Um, you're getting some yeah. some stuff out of Carter Selk here down the stretch as well. Take us through yeah. uh, what you've seen from some of these guys as this season has gone on. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say this. You made the comment about, you know, not returning everybody from last year, and, and obviously – some of those guys have been a loss for us, but, but I will say like, we've had a great balance amongst our team. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody that we've got has really stepped up and kind of expanded their role. And yeah, I'll just kind of start with Wyatt bomb that, that you brought up first there, who um, is, is really stepping up here as a senior season concludes. And, um, you know, he, he's been a big key piece for us. We need him on the glass. We need him to be a, a, a key figure rebounding the ball for us because he triggers so much of, of what we can do at the other end. Um, but then, you know, Jake Waldinger's really started to shoot the ball well and uh, can be a force for us. And, um, you know, I'll just highlight Adam Dyer and Trey Peters both can, can put the ball in the basket as well. And so, um, you know, we, we've kind of been able to, to change our look a little bit where there's uh, – uh, multi multiple guys who can lead us in scoring each night, and then you've got Finn Randolph kind of uh, being our defensive anchor alongside Dayton Neisman and, and making all those hustle plays and um, doing their thing, and, and it's turned into a nice kind of chemistry we've got going here amongst all of them. They've really shared the ball well, and um, you know found the open guy, and, and uh, it, it kind of changes night to night about who that is. So uh, it's been nice to see. And, Coach, one more for you. Kind of alluded to it earlier, but when the 3A postseason rolls around here in a few weeks, what do you think this team's capable of? Well, you know, I, I think we've got to understand that the, the way our season's progressed to this point is we're, we're probably going to have our work cut out for us. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have stiff competition at, at wherever site we get placed, but... I, I'll just say this. I think this team's got enough potential uh, to challenge anybody uh, that we're going to see in the postseason and, and win a regional. 
Um, you know, I love the character our kids have shown down the stretch here and the way they're playing. Um, you know, I think they're just as dangerous as anybody else. Um, uh, not to say that, that should we face a, a Lincoln again in the postseason uh, or Morton, those are very talented teams. Um, but we're not going to back down from anybody right now. I'll say that. Muhammad Seymour boys basketball coach Ryan Bosch can catch his Bulldogs over in Urbana tomorrow night for a non-conference game, then at home against the Taylorville Tornadoes on Friday. Ryan, thanks again for making some time for us, and uh, good luck to you and boys here moving forward. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Ryan. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been uh, an interesting season over at Muhammad. The athletes certainly are there, and I have to agree with Ryan's assessment that uh, I wouldn't want to see them come playoff time. The record isn't everything. I kind of equate it to in a in a certain in a certain way. Uh, St. Joseph Ogden's girls, who are currently under five hundred, uh, and yet they got a one seed in the Class Two A playoffs. I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying Muhammad Seymour boys are going to get a one seed in the Class Three A boys playoffs, but I think you get the point where the record just isn't everything all the time. No, that's a you know battle tested team. They uh, they have a lot of potential certainly, um, and I would say it's kind of what we talked about with Monticello earlier, where you know they've kind of got a little bit of a pedigree. Uh, they'll be uh, maybe a little under the radar entering the postseason, but I, I would certainly agree. You know if they can, and I like that San Joseph Ogden comp as well because that's a that's a red hot team right now. The mm-hmm. Spartans are, are really streaking. So yeah, it's. Uh, you can just get hot at the right time. You never know. Yeah. In hindsight, you know, if any St. Joe girls fans are listening, probably a team I should have put in the top 10 this week. And you know what? Maybe we'll rectify that in the print edition <laughs> of the News Gazette later this week. Uh, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, I was pretty detached from work when I was out in Colorado. So I'm not even sure who was in the print top 10s all that much last week. But. Um, we'll try to see if we can rectify that uh, coming up here uh, in a few days. Sorry, Watsika, getting bumped. <laughs> well, if Watsika <laughs> beats us in the park tonight, I mean, you, you never yeah. do know. There's there's a lot of things <laughs> that can happen. But, uh, yeah, before we go off the air tonight here on the Prep Basketball Confidential, we've got some big games coming up. Obviously, the postseason is huge. Girls Basketball Regional Quarterfinals starting on Saturday morning and afternoon. But uh, I'm going to be over at... Combs Gymnasium tomorrow night for the Champaign Central Centennial or Centennial Champaign Central, whichever way you want to see it. Boys basketball game, the first of two this month. The second being over at Coleman Carradine Gym on February 16th after the the backboard issue that caused the January game to be postponed. And I have a little bit of breaking news, Colin. I can confirm I'll, I'll be out there with you. Oh, I wow. I can confirm we will have a Facebook Live broadcast. Right. Uh, so if you can't make it out to Coleman Carradine, uh, or rather Combs Gym tomorrow night, mm-hmm. uh, be advised, you can listen on the News Gazette Prep Sports Facebook page, live audio broadcast. Should be a lot of fun. It's going to be Jermaine Springfield and the Chargers going up against Chris Bush and the Maroons. Going to be a fun one to keep an eye on. Absolutely will be. Looking forward to it. Thank you all for joining us tonight on the Prep Basketball Confidential. Joey Wright, Colin Likas, we will see you next time.